Hello and welcome to uh, Q&A Quest's end of year. Um, my internet is dying. Extravaganza. I'm your host, Mike Apps, aka Wheels, and with me as always. Uh, left in a cloud of rock bands. Uh, Dave McCurney, Nice. And cooking up some curry, your managed pan, Michael Baker, Ga Gaiji Monogatari. Sounds like we're all doing great during the holidays. Uh, it's doing good yeah. until this. Freaking cocks. Mm -hmm. Nothing good comes of them. Never happens when I'm working. It only happens when I'm trying to do fun things. Actually, that's a lie. It has happened while I'm working. That's a total lie. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't lie to me. Lie to yourself, but don't lie. Uh, so, how have we been? How was, how was, how did the Christmas holidays? Good. Bake anything fun for the holidays? Say what? Huh? Um, a, a secret Santa sent me a copy of Breath of the Wild. Nice. Have you partaked yet? The least yet? secret Santa I've ever seen. <laughs> no, first because I'm still uh, trying to get through the fourth area of Mega Ten Five, and... Also because I'm not quite trusting my right side controller at the moment. Oh, yeah. That's... Oh, that'll do it, yeah. Yeah. Plus, I have a ridiculously long list of, or back list of, uh, Switch games to play at this point. <laughs> so. Amazingly few of them I have actually purchased with my own money. <laughs> so. Go figure. So. And that reminds me, one of my New Year's resolutions is to actually write that review for Nino Kuni too. That's yeah. good. Nice. I mean, we already have one, so it's kind of a low priority, but... It's still good to have another one. Yeah. I just need to get back into it and play some of the DLC content. So. Since that's the new thing for the Switch version, anyway. I got Dragon Ball Z's. You did. Just put my tongue. I no, I'm gonna say you're holding back an opinion. I just yeah. accidentally put my tongue. Yeah, whoops. <laughs> uh, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot, which is runs amazingly well on Switch and seems to be quite fun so far. Yeah, I was impressed. That's good. We're into playing more of that. It's definitely uh, a lot of fun. Uh, I have been thinking about doing another stupid finish some giant long RPGs before something comes out challenge early next year. What's the something coming out? Well, I think that something is going to be the Switch version of .hack. Last week, uh, that makes sense. So, the challenge before that comes out is going to be to finish Dragon Quest Eleven for one, and 
I'm assuming the other is SMT5. Probably SMT5, yes. <laughs> that makes sense. That or Tales of Arise. So I was thinking something I could I play portably, portably, and something I can't. Was my idea because that's what I did last time. But I enough, not totally enough. settled on the second game. But yes, Dragon Quest XI is going to be finished finally. Damn oh, wheels! You, you might enjoy the the fourth region of SMT Five. Yeah. It's a. It is an actual dungeon. And it is very obviously supposed to be styled after the old school um, Megaton dungeon format with like squares. <laughs> nice. So the entire it's an it's a classic Megaton style dungeon uh, revamped for three dimensions. Interesting. That actually Which sounds like a lot of fun. These, <laughs> you've got these like um, glyphs on the wall that blast air when it. Um, and will blow you away if you're standing on the square right in front of them. And sometimes you have to avoid these things, and sometimes you have to take them into account to move you across gaps. And in the later floor, or the last floor of the of the level, you have to actually time it so that you get blown up and then across, and then get batted around the level and finally land in the right spot. Nice. Um... So it's basically a classical Megaton level with platforming. <laughs> All right, this sounds like a lot of fun. the the last um, The last section of the third floor is very tricky. I'll just leave it at that. Okay. I have yet to beat the boss of this level. <laughs> so, have fun. Um, can close, but haven't yet. We'll see if I can manage it whenever I get there. I'm still grinding to finish up the first area. Although thankfully I found some side quests that I missed before, so I have I have more ways to grind now. Good go go. <laughs> So you're you're regretting your difficulty settings. Nope. 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 If you were to do that, he would cease to be real. It's true. It's very true. Ah, oh, so you've been playing some Mega Man's. God. All the Mega Okay. So, let's see. What was the, what happened in the last week? I'm trying to work this out. I think last week I had finished uh, Battle Network 3. That sounds accurate. I don't think I had yet finished Battle Network 4. I don't know if I'd started Battle Network 4. <laughs> it's been a blur. <laughs> um, so let's see. I'm going to assume that I had finished Battle Network and that I had that uh, I had also uh, played through the zero one and zero one and two, uh, maybe. Well, I did those. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Not RPGs. Doesn't matter. Um, and I played Battle Network four, 
And that yes. game is not very good. Uh, its plot is almost randomly generated. <laughs> like, by which I mean uh, it's a series of tournaments that are occasionally interrupted by you hearing about a plot happening elsewhere where scientists are worried about an asteroid colliding with Earth. And uh, that plot is may is the quote-unquote main plot, the asteroid. But there's maybe 30 minutes of it in the entire game. Huh. The rest of the game is tournaments. The tournaments are mostly uh... Like, you getting thrust into scenarios that are determined at, like, there are a handful, like, each game has six, uh, like, randomized scenarios and then, like, uh, that it can select from, and, like, a hand, like, I think the finals are predetermined, the first round of the first tournament is predetermined, and I believe the finals may also be predetermined for each tournament. The rest are uh, a random selection among a handful of subplots that can happen. Uh, which basically means that most of the game has nothing to do with anything else that is happening. Hmm. Like, everything just sort of happens without any rhyme or reason. And, like, it's you a, may it's say... It's a series tournament plot uh, arc. Yeah, it is, a, it is a tournament arc, but it's like a really bad one, even by tournament arc standards. Because, <laughs> uh, like, let me, let me put it this way. Like, one of the reasons you do tournament arcs is to have characters who would not otherwise fight fight. So, like, one of the reasons you do that is so that, oh, like, the, the main character and their best friend have to fight. They wouldn't normally fight. There's no reason for them to fight. But a tournament context forces them. That, one, that only happens in one of the two versions, and two, it randomly might just not happen. <laughs> huh. I don't know why they did that. Like, they've shucked out the few strengths of the concept of the tournament arc, and in service of making... Like, the idea, as near as I can tell, for why the game is structured this way, is that if you... The, the, they were aiming for the fact that... Well, hold on, what are you playing? Anthem. Oh, Lord. Okay, whatever. <laughs> um, but, uh, yeah, so... How do, I, how do you even go about this? Right? Like, uh, I, I was going to say, like, Battle Network plots are dumb. And I understand that. But they have a sense of forward momentum that this game absolutely does not have. There were multiple times where I was, like, either tempted to or actually did send Wheels an image from an episode of Futurama where the Harlem Globetrotters homeworld challenges Earth to a game of basketball. And when asked the, when asked the stakes... Their response is, and allow me to look this up to make sure I'm quoting it correctly, 
There is nothing at stake and no threat beyond the shame of defeat. <laughs> and that is basically half of these scenarios in Battle Network 4. Except for the ones that are that suddenly have infinite stakes but make no sense. There is one where Mega Man is put Mega Man, not Lan, his operator, Mega Man the program is put under a Native American curse and told that he will die if he does not sacrifice a digital doll. Uh, I that, uh, that sequence is random. It sometimes is a completely different sequence that has nothing to do with the insane thing I just said. Huh. I, it's truly a baffling game. It has no sense of momentum. Most of the fights have no stakes. There's a bizarre amount of product placement for a Konami video game. Um, yeah, it's it's not great. Uh, I can see what they were going for because I'm sure this was meant to be a game that if a child received it and it was the only new thing they had to play for months, they could keep replaying it and it would keep being different. And for some, like, for some definition of what a child is going to want, that's fine, that's enough. The game, however, like when played like an actual RPG being played by someone who is absolutely not its target audience, aka an adult, uh, it's just going to be like, oh, oh lord, nothing is happening. <laughs> nothing is happening. This game, I'll, I'll put it in perspective. I finished Mega Man Battle Network 3, and I believe my clock said that I was at 25 hours. This game, I finished it, and it felt like it had been twice as long, but it had in fact been 10 hours left. So, uh, <laughs> not yeah. not great things to say about that. The the one bit of that game I remember, or the few things I remember from that game, I remember that there was one where you had to travel to I think Highland where the Great Buddha was. Yeah, and I forget what they called that area. All of them have very dumb names. Yes, and I mean I was playing this in Japanese, so I wouldn't even know what the English dumb names are. Yeah, and the other one yeah. was the other one was Dustman. Or Junkman. Oh, yeah, Junkman. Junkman I didn't run into because he's random. Yeah, I did get him, and it was kind of sad. But, um, I mean, he's definitely... I mean, the original game, he was... In the original series, he was Dustman, but they changed the name because it got... It confused too many English speakers. Huh. So, no, I mean, in Japanese, Dusto is the same as saying trash. Like the dustbin. Mm, that makes sense. Because they got the term from Britain, I think. So Dustman... Oh, like a dustbin. So the, the original Robot Master Dustman was supposed to be a junk-controlling robot. Yeah, that explains a great deal about his stage and design. Yeah. Fun fact, designed by uh, the artist on One Punch Man. <laughs> but yeah, um, uh... in, in uh, Battle Network 4, Junkman was kind of a mysterious figure because you never saw who his operator was. Mm-hmm until you beat him and it's revealed that his operator died oh, like over a year ago and he was carrying on and was in the tournament just to like in the memory of his creator yeah there's a lot of like most of the people in the tournament are like carrying or, or in these tournaments or like carrying through for some like noble purpose except for some reason for the last one at least in red sun like the red version because the last one in the red version, 
is, for some ungodly reason, just like a Russian guy who's just like, I don't like air conditioners because the artificial cold is bad, who then hijacks a weather satellite to cause a blizzard because he wants it to be actually <laughs> In Just baffling. I have no idea what they were thinking. But, yeah, uh, as mentioned, a very strange amount of product placement for, of all things, uh, fucking Konami's Bokura no Tayo. Uh, I, I don't know. I assume Konami must have paid them on the, by several virtues, one of which was that Battle Network was a lot more popular than Bokutai. And, and they're completely different companies. Yeah, like two completely different companies, which is why I also screenshotted in the uh, credits, there is a credit to Konami Entertainment Hideo Kojima, who was the like executive producer shepherd of the Bokutai series. Uh, but yeah, like... There's, there's a lot of product placement for that. In fact, two of the best battle chips in that game are just ripped straight, are just like, hey, you you pull out the solar gun from Boktai and it utterly obliterates whatever hit it hits. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and then the final plot uh, pulls in, like, Duo from Mega Man 8? But not re it's it's a very strange plot, and it turns out the asteroid is actually a space missile that may have been sent by alien. I don't think the game in the sequels intend to elaborate on this in any fashion. Uh, this was a weird bad game. Uh, by all accounts, five and six, like four, is the consensus worst in the series by a fair margin. So that makes me somewhat relieved, but that was that was a lot to slog through. That was not a good game. Uh, it was also not a good game. The thing that you're playing right now where you yeah. keep crashing into a goddamn mountain. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I don't recommend playing this for 15 hours. God, I can't believe uh, there's actually people still playing it. I mean, some people are lifers for anything. Don't ask. I think it was last week. No, I think it was Sunday where I was talking about the people still playing EverQuest at this stage. Yeah, that was like, last week because I remember this conversation. Okay, then I, then yeah. So I mean, like you know, every every like game like this has lifers in it, no matter how bad the game is. Um, but yeah. Uh, um, but yeah. Well, looks like we have a new review for Moon. Nice. Yeah. That just uh, came out on right. PS4, PS5, and Steam. Yeah. Congratulations to Lewis for actually getting through it. Yay. Uh, also, some he was saying that your resolution might be off. Wheels. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's um. Whoops. It's uh the PS4 Remote Play app is like at a weird resolution. And I tried to adjust it, and I think I just made it worse. And then deciding that that wasn't enough, I then played through Mega Man Zero, Three, and Four. 
Uh, 0-3 is really good. 0-4 is also really good, but not as good as 0-3. Uh, and... I don't think as... I made it through 0-3. Um, was that the one with the character, the villain characters who kind of morph or uh, fuse with robot suits? Uh, you're thinking of Zex, I think. No, no, this was one... It was it was definitely one of the Zero games. This was pre-Zex. And there were, like, either reploid or hu actual humanoid enemies who um, got their abilities from a like a exoskeleton almost. I remember seeing remember one merging into a uh, frog actually. Um, mm, to, I don't really think that fully matches either. I guess, uh, oh, you're thinking, oh, okay, I know what you're thinking. It was definitely of. one of the Zero games. It was one of the later games and I don't actually remember the details of it, but Vile Dr. Vile was the ma main villain. Yeah, or, he's the villain of both three and four. Yeah, one of those in there. And I'm sure yeah. I'm getting the details wrong and exactly what they were, but that was that's my impression from 20 years in the future. Or, yeah, I'm trying to remember. There is, like, a frog boss in one of those two, but I played them back-to-back, -back, so, like, they, there is a degree of, like, my memory slurring them together. Yeah. Uh... But yeah, Zero Three I think is probably the strongest of Zero games and one of the strongest Mega Man games they ever did. I uh, need to replay those sometime because I I played the heck out of the first one and the second one, and then I think I just got caught on something in three or four and gave up. And the legacy stopped. collections are really good compromise in terms of like the save assist function makes the games much more digestible. I really need to get that. I was I've been thinking about them, but never did. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's a really good version. I've got nothing but nice things to say about it. Uh, I do remember. Um, I, I do remember years ago looking up the reviews for either the second or third Zero game, and on GameFAQs, the first one that rather caught my eye was a review titled "I Died." Period. A lot, <laughs> and I enjoyed it. Period. <laughs> yeah, that's that's kind of the Zero game. You're gonna die a lot. I. They do get easier as they go along, especially uh, the rewards for, like, not using Cyber Elves and for getting high, like, style ranks uh, go, like, they, they become much less uh, something that the game emphasizes to the point where, like, by 0 4, the style rank is just a rank that the game gives you. It doesn't unlock anything. It's uh, less onerous. Yeah, it makes it a much breezier thing to play through. But even, like, the uh, the save assist function, if you really do want to pursue style ranks, does make them much easier to get, because uh, the save assist is like a weird save state that the game makes for you. Uh, it's It functions like a checkpoint. When you die there, it sets you back there with full health and all that. But the... Uh, death does not the the game does not deduct a life from you uh, and like you can sort it just sort of pretend like so like if you get to a save assist point and you're low on health if you die you'll be set back there with full health but you won't have lost a life and it will like remove any time loss that you had so you can like sort of perfect each section if you're going for style points, if you really want to play that way. But it also just makes it so that, like, if you keep dying, you 
just can keep falling back on a save assist and just continue trying indefinitely. Which honestly, That's you know, good. makes the games much more playable. Uh, I I still didn't use the Cyber Elves in the first 2-0 games because, like, the entire lot of the games, like, you're eating something soul, and I was like, oh, I don't want to do that. Uh, but... Zero three, I really actually liked the way that they changed that system, where you had like different kinds of cyber elves that did. Uh, you had like fusion elves that worked like the old ones, but you also had satellite elves that uh, were not consumed when used, but you only had a couple slots to use them, which was kind of neat. They had uh, other forms of upgrades because you have the chip system that allows you to like, as you take down bosses, you'll get uh, chips that. Uh, when you the, like, you can use to augment your abilities, so you get like double jumps and uh, faster running and all that sort of all that good stuff. Uh, there's also uh, for for if you really want to just go wild with the elf system, though, you also have most of the levels have an entrance to what's referred to as cyberspace, mm -hmm. uh, where Every elf that you have just automatically activates. None of the fusion ones get consumed. You don't have to worry about slots for the satellite ones. They're all just activated, and you can just crash through an entire level. Uh, <laughs> it gets... Like, by endgame, it's ridiculous. Going into cyberspace is just complete destruction. Uh, but yeah, Zero Three's really, really good. Like, one of the... I, I've played... By my count, 39 Mega Man games this year, and it's probably top three. So Nice. Which brings me to... So, 03 was 37, 04 was 38, 39. <laughs> Rockman and Forte, Mirai Kara no Chosensha. I've played that game. <laughs> a Wonderswan black and white game. May, uh, licensed by Capcom, but developed by Bandai in 1999. Pretty early Wonderswan game. Absolute trash. Incredibly bad. Horrible. <laughs> Baffling use of the license. This is like... So, Rockman Forte on Super Famicom had come out the previous year. So I understand that. Uh, like, positioning this as like a sequel to that. But it's also weirdly a sequel to Game Boy Mega Man 2 for some reason. Really? Huh. Like, they, they gave it a plot, and that plot is that... So, Me Game Boy Mega Man 2's plot was that an evil version of Mega Man from the future who had been, like, reprogrammed by yeah. Dr. Wily goes Enka. back in time. Wasn't it? Huh? Anchor, right? Uh, no, Anchor uh, is, I think, from Game Boy Mega Man 1. This one's named Quint okay. for some reason. Wait. Okay. Okay, Quint. But possibly. But okay. Quint, uh, like that was the plot of Game Boy Mega Man 2. Dr. Wily, uh, from the future, from an alternate future, has like kidnapped and reprogrammed Mega Man for evil. Uh, Mega Man has to stop him. This one is about another production unit in the same line as Quint. Uh, fighting Mega Man and base. It's very strange. Most of the Robot Masters have are extremely strange and bad. Like, all the art is terrible. Like, all of the art is bafflingly bad, but... 
you get to fight such incredible uh, opponents as uh, fucking clock men, not clock man, clock men. Uh, multiple clockmans. Uh, what's this? There's like one. Uh, like, let me see if I can. Oh yeah, Kosumo, Kosumo man. I can't fully work out what he's supposed to be. Which one? Uh, Kosumo man. Cosmo man. I I don't think he's Cosmo man because his theming is nothing of the sort. Oh, Komuso man, not not Kosumo man. Komuso man. Komuso. Yeah, he's got like his entire stage is extremely Japanese themed. Okay. So let's see, Rock Man and Um While you're looking that up, I will bring up that a lot of the other stuff sounds like just stuff they noticed in the office. So there's stove man and air conditioning man. <laughs> So, good old stove yeah, they, man. What? Good old stove man. My favorite. Yeah. Also, all the weapons are baffling. Uh, one, my personal favorite, Komuso Man gives you a weapon that turns you into four tiny doppelgangers of yourself that can break all of the game's clipping and destroy anything that they're on top of. Once you get that ability, everything else is a joke. Like the, all of the other bosses are just dead. So this is Wonder Swan version, yes? Yeah, Wonder Swan, Rockman, and Fulton. Okay. Mirakara. Not Chosen Shot. Not Chosen Okay, um. Okay, I'm mostly getting videos. Oh, never mind. Switch to all here. Okay. Oh, got wiki page. Here we go. Let's see, um. Anything. We got a list of monsters here. Let's see what that. Okay. Dangan, Dangan man, aircon man, Air Comro. Corner. Okay, Comso. Okay. I was, yeah, Comso. Yeah, I was misspelling this in Google. One more thing. Um. So. Um. Japanese monk. Huh. Okay then. <laughs> um, I'm well. I'm guessing. Let's see. Let's here. I'll just uh, send you link there. Let's take a look. So does that look anything like? Yeah, he's got kind of this influenced his design. He's got the basket and he's got the flute. Yep, he is a Buddhist monk type of some weird sort. I don't know why you would make a robot for that, but okay, you do you, Mega Man. Yeah, and I just found images for him online because I, I was leaving off an ooh in there and got it wrong. Oh yeah, that would that would complicate things. Yeah, so yeah, Konro Man is definitely the gas burner. Komuso Man is Komuso Man is the uh, Buddhist monk. What else have we got in here? I said air conditioning. Good old aircon man. Dangan man, what's Dangan? I think it's Bullet Man. That makes some sense, but you know, I'm gonna see if I can find an image here. Yeah, that's a bullet. 
Yeah. Yeah. Bullet or missile. Dan would be like a any kind of projectile, and gun, I guess, is gun. Yeah, I believe uh, I believe it's the same Don Gun Don Gun Proku Men. Yeah, for some reason it's Clock Man. There's two of them. Oh, they actually learned the plurals this time. Okay. It's extremely strange. But yeah, th that game's just awful. Like, there's not really any like further I can. Like, oh, this game's really bad. Uh, I mean, th these are... I mean, I've seen fan things that were more funny, like Sudachi Woman. Yeah, like, they're they're very, like, amateurish looking, and the game just is amateurish feeling. It also reminds you of, like, the very wide gulf between a good, like, use of grayscale in a uh like game boy or wonder swan game versus a bad use of grayscale oh this is very nice uh yeah. because like there are uh like some of the backgrounds are just super busy they do not seem like they were designed for four shades of gray because it's just like all of this turns into this horrible morass of like grades and i can only imagine what it looked like on original wonder swan screen because those were not good screens but uh yeah not recommended for any purpose really it's it's very bad uh but it's yeah, uh it I'm happened thinking the uh the fan made characters for this uh Mega Man crossover event several years ago for a smartphone game are better mm. designs than this. Yeah. And, like, of course, all the old Mega Man, like, classic Mega Man games would have, uh, after the first, like, couple, would have uh, fan-designed uh, robot masters, and all of those look way better than anything in this game, too. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, this list I'm looking at, we had Sudachi Woman, mm -hmm. which Sudachi is a Japanese variety of lime. Um... Uh which is funny. Um, yeah, it's cute. Yep, and then we had uh, Hanabi Man, which is Hanabi's fireworks, and he yeah. basically had firework stylized wings. Yeah, that's a good look. And then there was Udon um, Man, which is hilarious and weird, and it's still better than the <laughs> Man Forte characters. <laughs> I'd still fight him over Aircon, man. Yeah. Uh, or at least come up with a better... I mean, technically, Gust Man for Mega Man 2 was a better design for Aircon Man. Yeah, it, like, Air Man is, like, that same idea, but done better anyway. Yeah. I'm pretty sure some of my third-grade illustrations of Mega Man characters were better than these. Yeah, there. It's a it's a real ugly game. It's it's kind of shocking that it's a professionally produced product. Uh, let's see. And we're seeing why the Wonder Swan did not last terribly long because that was kind of the majority of stuff on it was cheaply made um, spinoff material. Yeah, like most of it was Bondi produced or people who had been exiled from making actual Game Boy games for whatever reason. So like, 
Bandai would make something, or Square would make something, or very occasionally Sony would license one of its properties, because I know there's an Arcolad game on that thing for some reason. But yeah, uh, there's, there's one Atelier game on it that I think is one of the ones produced by or created by Ban Presto. Yeah, Ban Presto does a lot of like Bandai's yeah. licensed work. That's why there's also like five Super Robot Wars games on it. Yeah. So I really do want to try the Atelier game at some point because Ban Presto's Game Boy Advance Atelier game was actually pretty good. Yeah, Ban Presto, Ban Presto is a very reliable company. So I could see that being decent. Yeah, like it's 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 a weird, uh, it's weird. Like you, it's one of those things you can tell that, uh, like Capcom itself was absolutely not going to make this. So, you know, Bondi was just given reign to do whatever. Uh, they made a second one that I already played that I mentioned a few weeks ago. Uh, Rockman Exe Wonder Swan, which is uh. Not great, but it's way better than this. <laughs> uh, but that's that's a very tail end Wonder Swan game. That's I think like two thousand two or two thousand three. Uh, yeah. But yeah, going through a deep dive of the Mega Man villains is like the at the opening of the Batman Lego Movie when Joker's describing all of the villains attacking the city. <laughs> yeah, you'll and get. You some. get to the end of the list and you're like, "I made some of those up, didn't you?" And like, oh dear, these are real. <laughs> yeah, eventually you, have, man. you are forced to Google Calendar Man or Clock King and deal with them. Oh, I mean, yeah, Condiment King. Oh god, I love Condiment King. Yes. A lot of those actually showed up in the uh, Batman Brave and the Bold cartoon. Oh, Brave and the Bold was great for those. Yeah, I love that show. Yeah. I, I remember the original animated series episode with Condiment King. Where he was... <laughs> He was, I mean, he was a mind-controlled uh, comedian, so he was supposed to be absolutely ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. It was like Ratman, Condiment King, and uh, Mega Mom were the three oh, comedians God. controlled. And so I mean, God, imagine, rat imagine Roseanne Barr as a supervillain, and that was the third one. <laughs> all because, all because they were judges on a comedy stand-up um, contest that the Joker got thrown out of the previous year for not actually signing up before he performed. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yep. So he turned the so he he stole Mad Hatter's technology, turned them made them all convinced that they were supervillains and then just set them out on the city. For for giggles. Just for a bit of fun. Yeah. As he does, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I just I I finished I finished that and then I got to 39 games and I want to see if maybe I can reach 40 before the end of the year's out. I don't know yeah, how likely that is. Say what? You got what, a day and a half? Yeah. Uh, most of the really short ones I've already finished. So I'm down the to Game like... Yeah. Say what? The Game Boy ones and the DOS ones. I think you already did all those. I did all the Game Boy ones. The DOS ones I have not yet done. That's an option. I actually popped in uh, the kart racer for the PS1, Mega Man Battle and Chase. Sounds bad. It's it's bad. Um, let me just put it to you this way. I, I am not a stickler for frame rates. That game gives me a headache. Hmm. Ooh. 
It seems to only have eight tracks, though, and I already did two of them, so maybe. We'll see. Hmm. Uh, it's, it's a technical disaster. Um, they tried to keep the frame rate up by most of the... Uh, like, you... The, the racetrack only takes up, like, three quarters of the screen. There is, like, a weird cinematic camera that is playing in the at all times that uh, is just floating around your character. That's not useful, but it takes up some of the screen, probably, like, low, limits the rendering load. Uh, but it's, it's just such a jittery game. Like, the camera's bad. The, uh, the frame rate is inconsistent. The textures are constantly warping, so it kind of gives me a headache to play. But I might be able to get through all the courses in the next day and a half, and... That would put me at 40 completed Mega Man games in one year, which is more than anyone should ever play. Uh, of honestly any franchise, but most mm. franchises you couldn't even attempt to have. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's where I've been playing in terms of... Uh, say what? Hmm? Oh, I thought someone was saying something. No. Uh, that's, that's where I've been... For Mega Man, uh, I also got some games for Christmas that I've started playing. Uh, I got sent a copy of Mario 3D World on Switch. Sweet. But, uh, I am... That game was sped up a lot for that release. A lot more than I realized. Because, uh, like... Uh, looking at... Uh, videos of the Wii U version occasionally to, like green stars that I can't seem to find or whatever. Uh, I think it's at least one and a half times fast. Yeah. And I would consider that 100% benefit. I feel like the original version is a little too pokey. No, this, uh, this version is wonderful. Yeah, I, I've been enjoying that. Uh, and I just booted up Tales of Arise. Sweet. Which... Uh, that I played through the first, like, hour of that, basically got into the first few fights. Uh, I think the combat feels like it's taking inspiration from the parts of the franchise that I like. Mm -hmm. That's uh, good. It's my impression, yeah, too. It, yeah, like, they, they, they clearly wanted there to be some sort of resource management, but what they've done is they've just separated out the concept of, like, MP as it relates to just doing combos, and made it so that it's just healing spells have their own pool that they have to make use of so that you can't just uh, heal yourself through everything. So yeah. I get why they did that. And it makes it's... it makes enough sense. It doesn't bother me. I find that fine. It's a really smart uh, the... choice. Really, really smart mm -hmm. choice. Uh, the combat, meanwhile, seems to have been refined very well. Like, there's, like it, it feels much easier to do, like, actual, like, juggling, which is often very hard to do in the 3D games. Uh, you have very specific, like, arts that will knock things into the air, and you can follow them up there and keep attacking. You have arts that will then knock them down. You actually have different arts uh, that only activate when you're in the air, which means that it's actually easier to keep track of. Uh, they've, they've radically changed how the combat actually controls. Uh, mapping attack to R1 is a very, 
is, is a the kind of choice that feels much more in line with a more recent game than the tradition of just putting it on X. But it does mean that X, Square, and Triangle all activate different arts, which makes it very easy to use exactly the one you intend to all the time. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I am, posi I am very positive about the first hour or so. so. That's that's good. That'll be something I can sort of casually uh, play. It's not as much of a brain commitment as SMT5, which I'm not quite ready for at the moment. Uh, but yeah, so that's that's what I've been uh, playing this week. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of a lot. I'll just go with a lot of a lot. <laughs> uh, so, do we want to do any year-end sort of discussion? We should. Mm -hmm. The best game we've played this year. It doesn't have to come out this year. It doesn't have to have come out this year. And then best game that actually came out this year that we played. Mm. Hmm. Or if they if that fits both, then you only have to talk about one game. Well, the one that my my I game think of the year. Rolls question from the previous post. Is it? Oh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. He asked this question, like, literally two weeks ago. Getting to that yeah, time of year, Yeah, we did so discuss it a bit. This year that didn't actually come out this year? Yeah, that's actually, yeah. Didn't we read this, like, last week? Yes. Yeah, I believe so. Uh, but we should we should probably, like, I think we discussed it a bit, but also saved a bit, because we were going to discuss it this week, so... Uh, I, I have my selection... And it kind of is both, and kind of is not. And anyone who knows me can probably guess what I mean just from Uh, but does anyone else want to jump in first? I actually played in the previous year, not two years ago. <laughs> the last 24 months are just kind of a blur. Just a giant yeah. blur. Um, it's like, okay, okay, how about this? No, wait a minute. I, no, I played that one in 2020, didn't I? Uh, um... Time has no meaning. Uh, I, I've got mine that I know uh, is from this year because I was tracking its release date very carefully. And that is Great Ace Attorney Chronicles. Of course. Which mm -hmm. is technically a compilation of two games from multiple years before, but it doesn't matter. It's the best thing that I have played in the past calendar year. Uh... Absolutely incredible. Uh, everything I could have dreamed of when I was uh, desperately struggling to try to understand anything that was happening while playing the Japanese version. The first one, uh, absolutely wonderful games that I'm sure that I will uh, be replaying for years to come. Uh, and constantly, every few days, like some piece of music from one or both of them uh, circles through my head over and over again. So, uh, hardiest recommendation. Uh, great little mystery games. Hmm. What have y'all got? What are you guys? Um, I've got a best RPG and best non-RPG. Do tell. Uh, the best RPG, I think, 
would have to be Monster Hunter Rise at the moment. Monster Hunter Resay. Um, I am a noted Monster Hunter World curmudgeon. Um, <laughs> not that I... Not that I bemoan the series becoming very popular because of World. I'm very happy. It's like Capcom's best-selling game ever. Um, but in at the same time, it's not your favorite monster. In modern in modernizing Monster Hunter, in that game, they really lost out on a lot of good Monster Hunter bits, like. Um, a variety of monsters, which I understand it's harder to do in this more advanced engine, but uh, as I think Monster Hunter Rise showed, the series doesn't necessarily have to have the best graphics known to, to humanity. Although that game is by no means ugly. No, not at all. And that's I think that's kind of the point. Like, Monster Hunter World is a beautiful game, but it, like, like I said, it lacks in variety. It loads takes forever to load and it's just kind of missing something that Monster to Rise is not. It has tons of different monsters. It revamped Monster Hunter even further with the added uh, mobility options which are incredible. And instead of kind of large hunting areas that are Mostly not all that interesting. They added a lot more verticality to go with that extra mobility, which I think makes what are technically smaller hunting areas than what's in Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter World actually feel bigger. Uh, and it's it's just a really really smart version of the series. Um, kind of hoped for a bit more in the single player area. Uh, not that Monster Hunter is ever really known for its story, but it has some decent ones, and um, it was kind of lacking there. But in the multiplayer front and gameplay front, it w hit everything out of the park. So, looking forward yeah, to re yeah, looking forward to the expansion and looking forward to replaying it when the PC version comes out. Uh, I think that's I'm next like month. A week and a half. Oh, it's a week and a half. Yeah, I'm totally going to replay it on PC. I'm looking forward to it. And the yeah. non-RPG uh, is the game that f finally gave us something better than a, what's it, 25, 30-year-old game in this long-running series? That being I'm Met trying to work out what That being Metroid about. Dread. Oh, of course. Which in my opinion, topples Super as the best 2D Metroid. Um, uh, Metroid fans will be fighting each other for Yeah, and I will enjoy it. When uh, the sun has burnt out over the next... Uh, <laughs> there will still be people debating uh, whether Super Metroid will ever be topped, and they will still be the most obnoxious people who listen to Yes, it. they will be screaming into the heavens, and I will be replaying uh, Metroid Dread and laughing all the way. Um, also, is this East Origin? Yes, it is. Awesome. Uh, Metroid Dread is just an absolutely incredible achievement by Mercury Steam. Um, just incredible 
incredible ways to rework how like uh, Samus moves around in a Metroid game uh, in pretty simple but awesome ways and amazing level design just but best of all incredible bosses which to me is something the series has always lacked because it's always been stand in front of the boss fire off lots of missiles or perhaps who lives. fight a brain <laughs> in a jar yippee I know that there was that one boss in Super Metroid where it would try to grab you and if it did you could lash out with the chain whip and electrocute it to death yeah I believe that's Dragon yeah. I think so it was like you, you just had to whip some of the open wires on the edge of his lair and you, while he was holding you and you would electrocute him to death nice yeah but that's more a creative way to skip an otherwise fairly interesting boss. Yeah. Uh, I don't know, that was always my way of just beating him. I was like, yeah. Oh yeah, it's the, it's the correct way to do it. It's just one of those things where it's like, the the actual process of fighting that boss quote-unquote legit is mostly a pretty uninteresting affair. <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, yeah. That's, that's kind of always been the weak link of Metroid games, is that you would get bosses that were just not interesting to fight even the ones that were supposed to be climactic fights like mother brain or ridley ridley's ridley and super metroid is a terrible fight uh yeah yeah so yeah it's it's a brilliant game the final boss was incredibly intense and requires Figuring out a bunch of patterns and other tells, and actually, that's most of the bosses are like that, which is great. They're kind like of... actual game bosses. Yes. Learn to fight this boss and then beat this boss and feel rewarded for doing so. Hmm. And honestly, I I know a lot of people complain about the difficulty. I I think. Th they're wrong. <laughs> Real Space Games on hard mode. <laughs> uh, well, this game doesn't let you play on hard mode to begin with, and I did not think these bosses were really that hard. It's They seem impossible at first, but you go back to it and, you know, look at it, and it's like, oh, okay. I just have to do this and this. Maybe you'll fail a few times, but you'll get it, and they're all very doable. <laughs> like any every combat challenge in the game is very doable it, it's it's very much like a dark soul I, I don't i know everyone hates <laughs> comparing anything to dark souls but it's that sort of design and to some extent where it seems really hard but it's quite doable if you you know actually sit down and try and figure it out <laughs> which uh, I'm sure old school Metroid fans are not used to because they're used to lining up and firing some missiles at a brain in the jar. There you go. So uh, I don't know. I love I love the game. It's amazing. I can't wait to replay it some more times. I think people have already started doing speed runs and whatnot for it. So uh, it's one of those games. Oh yeah, the speed runs in Dread are bizarre. Incredible. Yeah. People are going to be talking about this game for a long time, and I'm here for it. Uh, uh, um, 
I'm just having to look over my last time played list for Nintendo Switch. And I played a lot of games on this thing. Yeah, funny how that works. Yeah, it's like um, got four games that I know that I played in the previous year, probably starting last December, but still. Let's see, we had Atelier Ryza 2, which I ended up writing an impression with Sam based on that. and We had some opinions. <laughs> hmm. And yeah, in including our thoughts on the the writer's reluctance to actually acknowledge the most romantic coupling of the story. Um, hmm. Yeah, yeah, we, we were shipping two characters rather hard. And uh, let's see what else we have here. Random free-to-play game that I got called Solomon Program, which I think I touched once. Yeah, that was an odd one. Huh. <laughs> the Rimalore, which. I had to stop at one point because my right-hand controller gave out, but that one was like um, if Nippon Ichi made a roguelike. Yeah, I need to play that one. Yeah, it Sounds was, like a I game mean, for me. I mean, and then decided to end it after the game's first act. Oh, that bad? <laughs> it's like, the story just kind of ends. Oh, that's... Weird. Yeah, I, I could have seen where the the uh, the culmination of the third chapter of the game being like a a leap off point to a bigger story, it just ends. Hmm. So after that, ooh, Hoshio Mirahito. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, best game you played all year, definitely. Yeah, I mean, best worst game. Um. After Right after that, Super Kane Magic Zero. Hmm. Which is definitely the weirdest game I've played all year. Um, let's see. I mean, yeah, and after that, what's, well, we have Dayland, which was cute. It was like Little Prince the RPG. Um, so, could have had more stuff in it. That one I just downloaded. I haven't actually touched it yet. Oh, what else? What's next? Astalon Tears of the Earth, that was a pretty good Metroidvania game. Hmm. Frontier Remastered, we all know that one. Um, let's see, a little action platformer called Nevea, which had some interesting shadow mechanics, but I don't think I ever finished it. Sushi Striker! Oh, that's a fun I actually one. Wrote an, I actually wrote an editorial on that one. It's like, oh yeah, it could have it could have been an RPG, it's not, but it could have been, easily. It chose not to. Yeah. Grandia 2. <sighs> had some interesting ideas on that one, too. I wish it could have done some things better. Hmm. Sorcerian from the G-Mode archives. Hmm. Oh, man. I'm still trying to figure out that one. <laughs> see, let's see, 4 Night Princess Chronicle. Or uh, it was the Princess Guide was the English translation title. That one is Nippon Ichi doing base what's what amounts to a an isometric Musou game. Huh. Again, kind of odd. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. And then Outer Worlds. Thanks, Wheels. You're welcome. <laughs> and two more games that I just got because I had extra cash left in my account and needed to use it and haven't played them yet Nia no Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom great game yeah yeah fun 
and Mega Ten Five. Still playing. Seems man. like you're having a good time. <laughs> I'm right up at the cutscene with the really ugly boss again. Okay, I'll just stop that for a moment. <laughs> and um, and what did I have on Switch? I, I I've only really done Switch and Steam. That's what I have here on Steam. Jigsaw Puzzle Generations. That's perennial. I just do jig mm. Jigsaw Puzzle sometimes. Dandy Dungeon, also perennial. Metal Dogs. I really wish that was better. So, um, need to just check to see how, how the updates have gone. Uh, Nina Aquila, Legal Eagle. <laughs> Let's see. I will not mention this one, no. Okay. Um, two different... Um, two, two or three different demo games. <laughs> so... Yeah. Yeah, Beckoned was actually really good. Um, okay, that's that for most of this year. Yeah, okay. I've, I mean, it's not been the most active of gaming years, I guess. Just, uh... Mm. Seems like plenty to be getting on with. Yeah, lo lots of short stuff, lots of little stuff. Lots of stuff I touched once and never came back to. And a huge list of things to, um, and a huge list of things to get around to at some point. Ooh, this this one demo game has an update demo, an update on it. I shall have to play it again. Hmm. Maybe actually write a, an impression this time. So, th this is the one where the guy was on Reddit asking for feedback, and so I actually gave him a. Um, a critique of his writing style and dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> um, just because the, the number of um, proper nouns in the intro section was just a little high. Yeah, you really it need to be careful about how much you expect people to digest at first. Yeah. So, I mean, I even just like, okay, I like, consider this and I just rewrote part of the dialogue and it's like, see here, we didn't actually mention the main character species until it's a reaction from somebody else as we can yeah. tell that she's not human from the image we don't actually need to be told what she is until somebody else reacts to it which gives the player more time to digest it when it's more by itself in a different scene yeah Yeah, so it's random little games and a huge list of things to play on five different systems. <laughs> three, of, two, of, two or three of which are in mothballs. Yep. Yeah. Uh, anything else we want to discuss for end of year cleanup? Um, I got a new manga. Oh, nice. <laughs> yes. So, Dragon Quest Dino Daibokan Yusha Abanto um, Gokuen no Mao. It is huh. apparently a 
prequel to the Die No Die Ken series. Hmm. Don't like Sting? Or I'm just gonna buy the sight unseen. So. We'll see what happens. Yes. Oh yeah, that reminds me. If we, I think they just finally have they shown the Dino Daiboken game that they announced along with the uh, anime adaptation. It looks like they've actually shown it as of like a week. <laughs> The last video on YouTube is April 7th. Um, I know it's I'm seeing 7th. footage Same. from this from this year. Not this year, but like from December 18th, supposedly. For Infinity yeah. Scratch. Let's see. Well, Heroes Bonds. Um, oh, it's actually available. Yep. Looks like they are finally... Uh, they've shown some gameplay footage of Infinity Strash, it looks like. And it sure looks like they have just finally made good on their long-held ambition to just make a Dragon Quest action. <laughs> Sweet. Various feedback. Yeah, platforms for Infinity Strat. They showed gameplay, but they still have not announced what it's actually coming out on. Mobile. No, this does not look like a mobile game. You sure? Yes. You're really sure? Yes. Okay. I'm not going to keep saying this, so you can't keep doing this. Are you super sure? Fuck off. Um, is that your final answer? It is not 2001 anymore. <laughs> yes, it is, damn it. <laughs> can't nah. tell me what year it is. Feel like I can. Um. <laughs> uh. But yeah. Um, so have you have you gotten the chance to read any of that yet, Gaijin? Oh no, I I literally just bought it this morning. Oh, okay then, that makes sense. You'll have to tell us what you end up thinking. Yeah, I, I was over at the rental and games or rental and manga store just looking to see if any of the newer Marvel stuff was available for rent yet. Hmm. But um, oh, like I know. I know Shang-Chi is available to buy the DVD right now, but I was looking to rent it. That makes sense. Yeah. That's a good one. Hello there, Jade Juan. Yeah. Someone so, else pronounced his name. <laughs> I would have yeah. guessed Jade Juan, but... Jade Juan, thank you very much for the raid. Much appreciated. Yeah. So, but unfortunately, the next Spider-Man movie is not in theaters over here until the 7th. Oh, wow. So I can't use this free time I have at the moment to actually go see it. <laughs> I can tell you it's very good. Thank you. I, I, can, I can also I spoil the hell out of it. <laughs> I would recommend I not do doing that. that because it sounds not like what he's looking that would for. Be rude. Uh, do we have anything we're hoping comes out in 2022? 
Well, I mean, I'm really, I'm looking forward to trying Dragon Quest Ten. Oh, Dragon Quest Ten offline, yeah. yeah, that is coming. It's been slightly delayed, but yeah. And I know that even though I, I mean, I even though I know I'm going to be regretting it, I'm going to be getting Mega uh, Metal Max West, Wild West. Yeah. Oh man, I hope that ends up not being horrible. Hopefully. Oh, Jade was also yeah, playing East Origin. Not any worse than Xenoborn. Good taste. Uh, Jade, are you an East fan or? Did you just happen upon East Origin? Although it feels like this this game would be hard to just happen upon. Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it feels like one that you play because you definitely yeah. played plenty of these, even though it's really good. But not uh, not an easy one for this game. But yeah. Uh, say. Uh, yeah, I, I hope Metal Max Wild West. They keep saying that, but it can scarcely be worse. Yeah. So, it's really growing on me. I mean, I'm, I'm still occasionally quoting my my. Uh, let's see what's right over here. Condemnation of the Reborn remake. Yeah, like it doesn't. It didn't feel like it could get worse after Dino Reborn was somehow worse, you know? Yeah. It was like, it has actually made me nostalgic for the game it was supposed to replace, and that is never a good sign. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Jade, if you haven't played East 1 and 2 yet, although they have been updated a bunch of times, they still play, like, uh, games that came out in the 80s, for sure. So, uh, yeah. I like them a lot, just you keep have... them in mind. Yeah, you have banger music, but if you just, if you end up wanting something that plays Oath and Fulgana, so we'd yeah, East and Oath and and East Six are the ones that play uh, the closest to this. And um, obviously, except for this and East One and Two, that most of the games are kind of self-contained. So uh, East One and Two are basically one game, which is why they rarely yeah. have the the they rarely are willing to try to release them separately. Wales, is there anything you want to see happen and you're looking for in 2022, what you're looking forward to? Uh, next East game announcement when we're talking about East? That seems plausible, although yeah. they just announced Kudono Kiseki too, so... Uh, well, they might have their hands full. Maybe. But... Plus all Let's those... Uh, plus all those Trails ports that uh, are coming next year as well, actually. You, uh, I actually have, uh, I've got, uh, Trails in Azure and Trails from Zero pre-orders. I'm gonna do it. Friends with streaming is super dick decent. Okay, so cool. You've got somebody okay, to guide you. Got you. This. you know how it goes. Yeah, you've got somebody to point you in the right direction already. Uh, well, I hope you end up enjoying the other games, too. It's, it's, it's a great a great series that's been around a long time that surprisingly too few people know about so it's always it's always cool to see new people playing picking it up yeah claims tenaciously to life yes uh, what am i what am i hoping for um 
I don't think we're actually going to get this, but like my my wild hope is getting some sort of announcement about FF7 Remake Part 2. That'd be nice. Uh, I, I suspect that they will be keeping a lid on anything about that until FF16 is out, which uh, is looking less and less likely to be a 2022 game based yeah. on what they've just been saying. Uh, let's see. Um, is there anything? Oh, this is not an RPG, but announce Ace Attorney 7 or Great Ace Attorney 3, please. Mm. Thank you. I would like to play both of those immediately. Um, oh, hey, Tam. Let's see, what else would I want? What else is on the wish list? Why are we. Uh, Dragon Quest 10 Offline. Announce that for an English release. Can't hide it forever. I mean, just having it offline. Is more makes it more likely to have an English release because yeah, like, like the, the online part is what really scared them off of translating it in the first place. Yeah, like just you, they still haven't officially announced it. I'm waiting for that official announcement. Hmm. Uh, Dragon Quest. It's only a matter of time, to be honest. Yeah, they not everything else in that live stream got announced for English release as well. Uh, uh, oh, show me Yakuza 8. I feel like that's got to be coming soon-ish. Mm. Mm -hmm. Or Like a Dragon 2 or whatever they end up calling it in the US. Show me that. Mm -hmm. uh, Something in that series soon. Yeah, because like Lost Judgment just came out. Uh... They, 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 like, talked a bit about it when, uh, Toshihiro Nagoshi left Sega because that was kind of a, they, they wanted to be clear that, like, the series will continue smoothly, uh, even without its long-standing producer, but, uh, you know, it'll, it'll be nice. Uh, I want to see the further adventures of Kasuga Ichiban. They got me hooked. Um, yeah, those are those would be my big twenty twenty two wishes. Uh, we got anything else we're ready to discuss? Um. What else is coming out in the future? Future events will affect you. Somehow, yes. I mean, I, I know as sure as the sun rises that there's going to be another Atelier game coming out soonish. Mm -hmm. uh, beyond, beyond Sophie 2, which I'm kind of curious and trepidatious about. Um, so I'll probably be playing at least one of those games in the, in the next year. Either a new one or one that I just haven't gotten around to yet. Maybe we'll eventually finally get that new Dusk game. I Keep am keeping my fingers crossed because it's it made it made more logical sense than Sophie too. Yeah. 
Yeah, I still barely... I keep forgetting Sophie 2 happened. It's such a weird thing to have done. I figure I'll... Come out already, or did they just announce it? It's been announced. It's not out yet. Okay, that makes some degree of sense. But at some yeah. point, I'm going to have to play Phyllis and then um, Lydia and Sewell. Just to... Are you, the, though? The, <laughs> the, the Mysterious series does have a continuity going to it. And, uh, People seem to think that Lydia and Swell a really high tolerance for um, various issues that the series has had in the past. So if I could get through, if I could get through Lily, I can get through Phyllis. <laughs> and Lily was the one where the original original release copy was bugged, so you could not actually finish one of the primary quests. Yeah. Which is why the plus edition. Uh, published six months after the first one, goes for five times more at the used game store. Yeah. I'll always rem remember Lily as the first one I saw in preview form in a video in a magazine. And I was like, what What on earth is this? I guess we just don't get these. And then it's for five years, game. I was right. <laughs> it's, it's a pretty game. It's just that the original release had somebody forgot to flag an event. Oops. Yes, and it turns out this event was necessary to be find the recipe for this item, which you know about, but you can't find the recipe for it. Mm. And you need this particular um, recipe to make this material, which makes this other item, which allows you to do this other thing, which allows you to... Um, what's the right word here? Um, ren render the cocoa bean unextinct. Oops. Hmm. <laughs> Which you, um, in order to pr to create this dessert for the king to impress him and finish up. It is a really bizarre set of circumstances. But at least you can actually finish the game with a good ending, despite not finishing that quest line. That's something, at least, although it's still a huge problem. Yeah. Why is this game in grayscale now? I have the mask on so I can find secret passages. Ah, uh, okay, okay. Hmm. Also, someone is trying to. Uh, a spam bot is attempting to hawk uh, followers well, selling. Well, popularity by yeah. followers and viewers on this website that I obviously wouldn't be able to link if I weren't a bot. Great. Also, I've, it's been filtered. Also, you should grind mod powers so I can kill things like this. Don't you have mod powers? I don't believe I do. Oh, hold on. Let's correct that. Yeah, looks like I don't. Time out. Ban a fanboy master. What? No. I didn't do nothing. They've been nothing but good to you in your streams, except for the times when I tell you you suck, and you can't do, you can't fix that by banning me from the chat. Can't seem to do it. Don't have the power. You got the time. You got the power. You never walk, you never. Yeah. 
Okay. So just found an article um, here. It was uh, on harddrive.net. And it is it is supposed to be a satire article. Yeah, hard drive is always good. In, in the style of The Onion. And it's politics are ruining video games, says person ruining video games. <laughs> yes, that's, that all it, checks about, out. It goes about as, as you would expect. And mm. th the thing is, the very first comment on it from a day ago oh, no. is some guy who is living up to the exact, like, personality oh, God, of described in this article. Nice. <laughs> all right, you and everyone that. is like, Whoosh! Okay, somebody's missing the point. <laughs> you have mod powers now. Yeah. Hooray! Or, or holy cow, they manifested one of its articles into real life. <laughs> Before I go any do anything else, I must follow Jade. That's that's the streamer thing to do. I'm stream. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. No, I'm done. I, I'm oh, thank you, Pew. <laughs> I'm, yeah. Good job, Pew. I am in a mental ease of. Uh, I am in a mental haze of like Rockman at the stage. So. Uh, Got mega brain. Mm. Well, if, I, if I were still in America, I'd try to locate the old notebooks where I doodled up my own made-up Mega Man characters. Because <laughs> I know they're I know they're still in a closet somewhere after twenty-six years. Um, <laughs> no, 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 sorry, thirty-six years in some cases. Um, it's been a while for some of these guys. Um, <laughs> I've been doing this for a long time. Well, anyway, um, is Wheels about to fall asleep? No, I'm trying to figure out where to go. Yeah, Wheels is trying to resolve the, the stunning... I'm hard stuck uh, at the moment. Yeah, he's trying, to trying, find to... A, trying to find a rota fruit. Okay, well then, shameless plug time. So today is the 30th of December, where I am, and I guess where you guys are too, because of time zones, right? Uh, it is, for, for wheels, it is the 30th. For me, it's still the 29th. For me, so. Okay, well, in roughly nine days, we will have the start of the author's birthday book sale for everything published under Mike, the name Michael Yarimizu, uh, Y-A-R-I-M-I-Z-U. That includes the entire Princesses of the Pizza Parlor series and nothing else just yet because I'm still hope springs eternal for everything else I've been querying. <laughs> but still, that is at least six episodes, two side quests, and a paralogue on sale. Hopefully the other three episodes as well. I'm just still trying to get that sorted out. So, um, this is at a rough estimate, let's say 1900 pages of fantasy storyline um, total in small bite-sized chunks. 
available for um, rough estimate maybe less than ten dollars. Mm, nice. So, yes. So um, I've been I've been plugging this series every week for the last year, two years. I don't know how long at this point. Um, so if you've ever been on the fence about getting any of it, now is definitely the time. So, support for uh, the hardworking there. Yes. So the normal the normal price altogether I think is about thirty three dollars. Still a pretty good deal, even if you miss yeah. out on this one. <laughs> and it, it's definitely under ten dollars for the sale period. So mm. Yep, yeah, so Princesses of the Pizza Parlor, a um I did not know that Let's Play videos of D&D were a thing back when I started this, but it's basically one of those in written This is format. the novel version of that. Yes. Uh, the inspiration actually came from various webcomics that would occasionally do um, D&D um, gaming arcs just for fun. And I was like, you know, let's have some fun with this. Hmm. Also, the idea of what would happen if my niece asked me to run a game for her. <laughs> so... It, it, it gets it gets fun at times, yes. Mm. Um, I am still still hoping to hear from my artist over the cover. I did hear from her last week. I've not heard from her again. So mm. um, that's the time though, to some extent. But yeah. Uh, no, apparently we are having some issues with um, confidence and imposter syndrome. Oh, everyone has that. That's rough. Yep, so I have been emailing her every time somebody says something nice about the artwork on Twitter. That's good. Yeah. Good on you. So, yeah. Speaking of which, is another instance, so I need to, I'm going to just email her tomorrow, wish her a happy new year, and, mm. and, like, and just say, yes, random people I do not know on Twitter are saying great art. <laughs> Thank you for the follow, Jade. Yep. So, but yeah, so, uh, if you enjoy tabletop games if you enjoy reading about tabletop games if you have a if you like to live vicariously through other people's really dumb mistakes and bad dice rolls then hey check it out <laughs> so, yeah. so yes the the main story is nine episodes the side story is two episodes so far and then the paralogue is basically what happens when two-thirds of the cast gets sent to summer camp for a week and decide, figure, you know what? We'll just take a like a couple, couple source books and a, some dice with us. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. All it takes is a will and some dice. Yes. And sometimes not even that, because rolling dice is really hard on the bus. True. Deciding when to stop is going to be tough. <laughs> yes. And finding it again. But yeah, the, the paralogue was really fun to write, even if it is literally longer than almost the entire rest of the series combined. Um, as long as it so. was, as long as it's a good time, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. No, I mean the the individual episodes are like individual game sessions every Sunday. So, mm. and the the paralogue was literally one week of summer camp. So there was no good way to split it in half. Mm. Yeah. So. Yep, so I was like, okay, this is ending at 160,000 words. I will allow myself this indulgence this one time. Okay. <laughs> and we also, what do you have to plug? Uh, this past week, I was on my friend's 
Disney podcast, the Great Mouse podcast, to talk about Spider-Man's. Nerd. Uh, you can find the Great Mouse cast anywhere you can find your podcasts. Highly recommend it. It's a very entertaining, adult-oriented show. So yeah, don't let your kids listen to that. Lots of swearing and whatnot. Um. And also, you would say "fuck" in the same room as Spider-Man. That's true. Fucking, fucking Spider-Man's. Uh, you could also catch me on Sunday nights on the RP Gamer channel, uh, streaming shenanigans, which means some random RPG and then fighting games or something similar afterwards. Um, as long as we're feeling up. To yes. Uh, the next time we have Dave and Joe together, I plan on trying t- to get a Super Mario 3D World stream going. That'll be fun. Yeah. Because I'm sure that that will cause much hilarity. I'm sure that someone will get uh, thrown into a pit, and then I will oh, rage yes. with the game. <laughs> Connection dropped. Left the Discord server. <laughs> uh, locked on Discord. Blocked on Twitter. Uh, oh God. Uh, and also, I on my channel, Ask Wheels, I stream mostly non-RPGs, occasionally some also. RPGs. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I try and save the RPGs for when I'm doing stuff in the RPG Gamer channel, but... Yeah. Sometimes, 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 sometimes the streams, the streams um, cross... Spirit moves you, But, I mean, I am feeling the East, so I may be streaming more East soon. Gotta show more Monstro Knox. Yeah, I, I got my uh, I got my brother this game for Christmas, and oh, nice. then I wanted to play it some more. I think, you also, I think you also owe showing off uh, Joe's Christmas present as well. Oh, uh, yes, uh, Vi. Vi. And he also got... What the hell else did he get me? Something else. Give me two games. So I think price-wise, they were equivalent to the one I... What did I get him? Oh, I got him, um... Calcutta. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. It was, a, it was a very Falcom Christmas. <laughs> Gift of the Mage guy, but it's that all. Um... Uh, uh, yeah, I love... Love Falcom. And always love to share those games whenever possible. Especially East, though. I know people are all about the Legend of Heroes now, but East is still first in my heart. I remember on a forum you had uh, asked me about East as your... Uh, <laughs> I as did. Your, like, tag for like a decade. Yeah. It's because, I mean, that was like before... We call it the Great East Awakening in the West, I guess. That was when I had like imported Oath and Fulgana and beat it out hard. By yeah, there's there had been a long period where like these games would come out and people wouldn't actually utilize them. Yeah. And then XC oh. picked them up, and then XC stopped picking them up because they kind of stopped doing outside localizations. Yeah, well that, and I, I think I they kind of got too big for XC too, honestly. Well, the the I Legend of Heroes games ago. did anyway. I don't know. <laughs> 
you were saying? I, I remember years ago, um, we, we had to come up, we were coming up with blurbs for PAX or one of the other big shows. Mm -hmm. And somebody needed a blurb for an update of screenshots for um, for the Oath in Felgana. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and it was like, um, my, my suggestion was, um, see, the folks at Falcom promised us that this game was awesome, um, but do we take their word for it, or, is, or will it just leave us swearing? <laughs> and I remember Seventh Dragon just going, dude, that is wasted on a screenshots blurb. Save that for the review. <laughs> Fair. So, yeah. It's like, how many different um, synonyms for oath can I fit into one blurb? Many. Oh, I'm yes. going to mince this one. Uh, uh, as for me, uh, I still have Patreon, although it's on break for the end of the year. I'm very tired. But it's, uh, I'll be uh, ripping back in in the new year with the essays. Probably going to be talking about Goemon, subtitles, and, uh, like design intentions based on target audiences, all those kinds of chin stroking that no one actually wants to read. But it's there, and you can pay into it if you want, or not. The, the content's free. But I always appreciate new That is uh, patreon.com slash game culture study. Uh, normally we answer questions on this podcast. We take a break just to see the year. Uh, but yeah, if you would like to ask us questions, you should uh, ask them in the comments section on this uh, on rpgamer.com for this episode. Or you can ask them in the Discord. The RPG Discord is a lovely community, and you should join it even if you don't intend to ask us questions. Uh, it can be found by going to RPGamer and clicking the Community tab. That will give you an invite link to the Discord. Lovely place. Uh, as for... Uh, you can also, of course, ask us questions in the uh, Twitch chat. We typically stream around... 8.30-11.30-like-p.m. Uh, 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 Pacific and Eastern any given... Uh, on Wednesday any given week. And always great to have people in the chat. Yeah, and otherwise, this, this would normally be uh, on my channel and RP Gamer channel, but my internet connection was apping, acting up earlier. Yeah, it's, it's so I decided to play it safe and just stick to one. It seems to be fine now. It's uh, I have the percentage of drop frames have been going down steadily, which means we haven't actually had dropped frames. A lot of frame drops, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, otherwise, um, see you, Space Cowboys.